to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. It is just a few hours after Roma's 1-1 draw against Cagliari in the league. A very interesting display, to say the least. The notable... Moments in the match were mostly marked by refereeing controversy, so obviously going to get into that. This this episode is going to be a bit different, just because usually, as as you all know, we we generally record roughly 24 hours after the result, just to a gather our thoughts and b scheduling between Andy and I or any guests uh, we may or may not have on the on the podcast. It just makes it easier, as obviously you have more time, but. Not in this case, because Andy sent me a direct message that said, quote, can we record today? I have to unload and go off. So when somebody direct messages you that, certainly you can't deny them uh, the opportunity to do so. So given that I wasn't home or available at the time to record, I just told Andy to, hey, uh, record whatever you want to say on your end. I will post it. I'll add a little bit of commentary and... The episode will just be a bit different. We'll, we'll go from there. So I'm going to let Andy go on his 20-minute rant that he sent me. This is fresh after the match, roughly 5-10 minutes afterwards. So you're going to hear Andy uninterrupted for roughly the next 20 minutes as he gives his thoughts and opinions directly after the 1-1 draw between Roma Cagliari. So here is Andy. I'm going to let him... Go off for the next 20 minutes. I'll add a bit afterwards, and then that will be the episode. So, without further ado, here is Andy. Okay, um, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is this is Andy. I'm uh, I'm recording this this little rant um, that unfortunately I, I I felt I needed to to record on my own. Um, John was. Uh, or rather, John is away for for a few hours, and I really needed to get some things off my chest um, because this is. There comes a point where, where no matter what you know, what uh, what footballing faith you are, if you're a Milanista, if you're a Romanista, if you're a Laziale, if you you cheer for Torino or Lecce or whatever. Um, there comes a point in time where you have to realize that uh, the bigger picture is much scarier than you know specific dimensions to it. Um, enough with the conspiracy theories. Um, enough of enough of saying you know Juve merda and you know uh, refereeing goes against a specific team or the other. No, this is these are not the nineties. This is not Calciopoli. This is a new era in football with the introduction of the VAR. Um, it's been here for three years, and um, and unfortunately, it's it's like it's day one, and <laughs> we are we are sitting here, we're watching a game. And we are witnessing uh, the decline of Italian football. Literally witnessing the decline of a sport. Um, we are also witnessing the growth of other leagues. 
we see the Premier League, we see the Bundesliga, we see La Liga gain popularity year by year. Um, I see more and more and more people uh, watching the Bundesliga over over Serie A. And you know what? I don't blame them. And I can't blame them. And I will not blame them uh, as long as uh, this system, the current one, is, is in place. Because this is a travesty. And it's it's a scandal. And it, it, it deserves criticism, but it also deserves action. Concrete actions undertaken by all parties involved. By all representatives of all teams. Um, enough... Enough of the various Lotito, enough of the various Preziosi, enough of Malago, enough of Tavecchio, enough of the fucking old guard who have sat comfortably in their precious seats for years and years and kept this league from growing. And they always fall back on the same routine. They... They never try to improve. Because why? Because after all, this is Italy, right? This is Italy. We get comfortable with things. If uh, if money goes one way, then why complain, right? But this is a sport. And um, I'm recording this um, right after the game of uh, Roma and Cagliari, which ended 1-1, um, full of abysmal calls, uh, horrid refereeing, uh, Massa should be ashamed of himself the VAR was not there I mean it was there of course and that's the thing it is always there but it is never used properly and it is never used consistently and whoever makes the rules doesn't respect them the people who make the rules the people who sit sit behind the desks the people who uh, came up with this whole thing the people who wrote those rules, the people who support the the referees, the people who watch behind the screens are the ones to blame, are the ones that <laughs> break those rules them, themselves. They are the first ones. And it, it is unacceptable that in a sport, in a sport, so theoretically a thing that you watch to enjoy uh it is supposed to be something that you take ple- take pleasure in watching, something that you can sit back and actually enjoy a cold beer. It's a, it's a Sunday afternoon or whatever, wherever you are. You wanted to enjoy your, your day by watching a Roma game. You're hoping for a win. Sure. Um, we all know how that goes. Sometimes it goes the wrong way and the result is not there. But... To, to to see what we saw, to witness the, the the consistent mistakes and the the lack of apprehension, the the lack of accountability. I mean, after a game like the one we just witnessed, um, and I can name I can name you numerous other games from this season, this season alone. After seven games, I can tell you right now that. Uh, I can name you different situations where the referees and everyone involved um, should should show up in front of the cameras and explain to the viewers why the fuck they made certain decisions, 
Why did they choose to ignore something? Why did they choose not to check on something? Why did they double check on this episode, but on the same episode, a few moments later, they decided not to? Um, why? And it's not only the fans that, that need to make themselves be heard. It, it, management of different teams, they need people like Petraki, sporting directors, coaches. It cannot, it cannot work one way. It cannot be that um, Petraki says one thing and Maran says a whole other thing. Obviously, it's understandable that if you are the coach of Cagliari and you just got away with one point at the Olimpico, you're not going to complain. But at least the issues that persist, they need to be addressed. Because it, it, it's not, I'm not, this is not a recording um, that is, wants to say that. Roma are the victims of this situation. I think in almost, and this is the scary part, in almost every game uh, in the Serie A, almost every week, there is something, there is a refereeing episode that is headline material. And I dare you to, to, to say the same thing about other leagues. I mean, if if you watch the Premier League, if there is one questionable episode per month, that's a lot. If one refereeing episode makes it to the headlines in most uh, sports magazines or sports newspapers uh, in the UK, that's that's something. In Italy, it seems like every other week, every week almost, <laughs> every game basically, there is something that is worthy of, of, uh, of a front page cover. And I was thinking about it. How do you want to get better? How do you want to get better as a league? How do you want to sell your product? How do you even want to put yourself in the same conversations as as those other leagues? How do you want to do it? Just because you came up with VAR before some other leagues, um, maybe I may be wrong, but I think uh, uh, whatever it doesn't matter. Serie A, Serie A was one of the first ones to introduce the VAR. Everybody was excited, right? Everybody was saying, this is going to prevent um, future mistakes. This is going to help us a lot. This is going to uh, help the referee make the correct decision at the correct moment, right? And and guess what? And we're here three years later, and we're not going forward. We're going backwards. And I cannot stomach the fact that we are just flat out accepting this, that this has become the norm, that certain players already know that, I mean, tell me, Pizacane, <laughs> uh, this motherfucker, Pizacane actually thought, okay, you know what, I'm just going to see if the ball goes in the back of the net, and then I'm going to fall down and act like they killed me, act like they just shot me in the back, act like Kalinic, this big monster, he just crushed my skull. And and it pays off. And those episodes pays off. And so you create a system where no matter what you do, most of the time the calls will be inconsistent. Um, the players already know how to react. Um, I mean, I dare any fan to actually tell me that they believe that goal would be awarded. It, it's it's that simple. Why did, why did the referee not go check on the VAR? Why? Why on previous episodes he called uh, a foul and then the same 
the same thing happens later and he's quiet why how how, how did that first goal for Cagliari uh, I mean th that yellow card where did it come from what did Diawara do where was the red card on, on Diawara when the guy basically crushed his leg? Thank God it was not an ACL. And and again, this is the worst thing. I, I, I really am trying to be objective because I think this is the secret in, in sort of addressing this issue that you cannot, you cannot uh, address it from one perspective, from your team's perspective. This has to be a collective uh, movement and that's why I I applaud people like uh, Tomasi I applaud people like Tomasi who who's probably one of the few honest and really passionate about football uh, one of the few people who are passionate about football in the Italian Lega Calcio the 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 age of Lotito the age of Zamparini, the age of Preziosi, the age of Malago, Malago should be gone. This should not be something that we're we're still talking about. We this is stuff from the, the from the nineties. This is stuff from two thousand and six. <laughs> this is not we're we're in two thousand nineteen, and I can tell you honestly, I I actually miss refereeing from <laughs> two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. I miss it. Because, because right now, y you have this idea that you have the right technology and you can use it and you can really make a positive t change, but you refuse to. And so, this is the worst thing: is that this is the this is a system that found a comfortable position and they know what they can do and they know the extent to which they can do certain things they know that they'll get away with this nobody's gonna address this y y did you see the interview that Fonseca had at Sky Sport did you see how they skipped over certain episodes why why because certain journalists were, were rooting for the other team or again this is not this should not be about specific teams this should be a collective work this should be a collective issue. This should motivate everyone involved in admitting that this thing, this VAR, this whole system, the way it works is not good. It's not healthy. This is not sports. This is not sports. This is not football. If, if, if what I saw was football, if this, if this game was the blueprint for future Serie A games, then I'll, you know what? I'll probably stop watching it, and I'll probably be one of the people that will will start watching uh, consistently every week different leagues. If if this is if this is what we are aiming at, if 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 this is how things are going to be, if this is uh, the way certain people, certain important people, want things to be, um, then consider me out of it. I'm I'm not willing to um to compromise for this. This is because this is not no fun. This is not satisfying and 
it's not pretty and you see other leagues evolve you see uh, the prestige of of the Premier League, the excitement of the Bundesliga, the the the, the quality of of La Liga with uh, with even smaller teams really playing a great brand of football and and doing it all in an attractive way, being seeing it produced in an attractive way. I mean, even the broadcasts. Do did we do do you really want to compare the a broadcast of a Premier League game between Watford and, and Wolverhampton over a broadcast of even uh, Inter and Juve? I mean the the quality is the the gap is is huge, and we let it happen, and we let it happen, and the people involved, the people who have money, the people who can do something about it. Let it happen. They let it slide because it's comfortable, because it's good, because nobody is going to raise their voice. Everybody's going to accept it because why the hell would you? Um, why the hell would you break up something that is profitable for certain people? And I don't even want to, you know, I don't even want to talk about the game. I think it was a frustrating game to watch. It was it was bad on all fronts. And to be honest, I wouldn't be here complaining um, had this been uh, just a regular 1-1 draw. If this had been a 1-1 draw, I'll, I'd be here sitting criticizing Roma for not playing uh, good football. Because, uh, you know, as, as dominant as Roma were, I think with 65% possession wasn't wasn't a good game at all but if a whole game is dictated consistently throughout the whole game 95 minutes of horrendous refereeing then something needs to be done and i'm 100% be, be behind the bluntness of of petraki i'm a hundred percent behind the outburst of Fonseca, who will probably get suspended for a number of games, and he even he admitted that he was out of line. Sure, but you can be quiet only to a certain extent. And we've been here sitting with John talking about refereeing for a while now. We've been here with John talking about refereeing since. Really, the, the the Bologna game. The Bologna game was the was the first one, and after that, it it just went to shit. And you had Atalanta, and we were not up to their standards. But you already had refereeing, a refereeing display that was just abysmal. And then you had Lecce, and you win that game, thankfully. But what's up with that? And then this happens, <laughs> and and you start to notice a pattern. And the problem is that, sure, mistakes happen, but if these mistakes can can really cost you, if these mistakes can can dictate whether a team goes through to the Champions League or a team gets thrown out of the Europa League or a team relegates is relegated or not, man, we you you need to do something. And so far in Serie A, the attitude is, let's not let it slide. Just sweep it under the rug. And you know what? 
it, it, this is unacceptable and more and more players need to protest and they need to talk about it openly not in the stadium not chirping against the referee um, they need to address it publicly they need to release interviews where they criticize the Serie A for that and I don't care if they get banned I don't care if they get fined they're supposed to do it because that's the right thing to do because you cannot sit in silence and hope for a better result if if you allow uh, mistakes to happen on a consistent daily weekly <laughs> basis you cannot and so you know i i am still shocked by what i what i just witnessed and for me i'm one of those people that really doesn't like excuses i really hate to make excuses and most of the time it's um with roma we all know how roma play we all know the ups and downs that roma make us go through so i fully understand this but these these are not excuses anymore these are real consequences this is this these are things that can influence the course of a season these are things that if you don't punish a player who who crushes an opponent's leg like that tackle on on Diawara which again thank god it was not an ACL it's still a meniscus if you don't punish that then you send the message that you know what it's open season here you go boys keep doing what you're doing it's all good i'll keep a closed eye on it and you just 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 these tackles are 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 uh, fair game that's the message you send and it has to stop it needs to be addressed i i am sorry i i needed to go on a rant like this i, I this is the first time we do something like this with john um thank you john for letting me do this um i must say i feel a little bit better but you know what would make me feel really 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 good if somebody fixed the fucking league Okay, well, I didn't touch a single word on that entire rant from Andy. I didn't edit a single thing. So, yeah, that I, I don't think I've ever heard him curse so much. So, I, I'm glad Andy was able to, to get that off of his chest. I Listen, there was a lot he said that I agree with in there. I don't the, the, the one part he mentioned about the Premier League not having as many controversial refereeing decisions as the city are that that might be true but i still think that refereeing overall just a standard is pretty poor at this moment and i don't think city is i i don't think that is exclusive to the city so davide massa he had an absolute horror show today nobody can deny that the the decision on kalinich the decision to award uh, the handed ball on mancini when in the action that ultimately led to that penalty, Amaru uh, Diawara was incorrectly, incorrectly booked, and they were given a a, um, a a free kick in a very dangerous area. 
the entire thing, the, the way this VAR works at the moment, it's completely broken. Some things can be reviewed, others cannot. Some things go to VAR, other things don't. Some things the referee has a look at, other things they don't. The, 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 the subjective method in the way VAR is currently handled is what I have an issue with. And Andy mentioned it in his 20-minute in his rant there, but one thing I have been a proponent of since day one, day one, is you have the referee, whether it's a room full of media members or it's one designated media member, just like they do. Uh, they do this in the uh, American basketball, in the NBA. They have the referees explain to one journalist, one reporter after the match. The reporter can interview the referee, why certain decisions were made, why others weren't. Even if they do that, I would be content with it because I, I think there needs to be accountability. There is a lack of of accountability currently in the, the, the refereeing home in the city. So that needs to be fixed. Now, do I, do I think it's a bit, um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it might be a little too much to blame this entire, this entire, uh, this entire result on refereeing. Now, Roma, they had the bulk of the possession. They should have done more with it. They they should not have let this match come down to a refereeing display. Now, did the referee play a part? Absolutely no questions asked. 100% Davide Massa played a, a huge role in this match. Whether you're a Cagliari supporter or a Roma supporter, the referee played a role. Now, aside from that, I would like to see Roma do more with the ball when, when they're in possession. I would like to see more... Um, I would like to see Jekyll given much better service than what he was given today. Errors that stick out on my head, Clivert, uh, Zaniolo, they each had a couple of opportunities to deliver a much better ball than what they ultimately did, uh, but that, that didn't happen. There was a good opportunity from a corner kick where Zaniolo gets the ball on the bounce and he uh, fires it just wide. So it's, it's little things like that. Roma, in this moment, Roma are not good enough to have... They're not like Juve. They're even not like Inter at the moment where they have a bit of a wider margin of error. Roma are, are, are not afforded that margin of error because they're not at that level yet. They're still growing. They're still, still learning how they want their man. They're, I'm sorry. They're still learning how their manager wants them to play. So again, there, there's, there's going to be things they need to improve on. So I don't want to blame this squarely on the referee. Although, listen, the, the, the refereeing display will undoubtedly take the majority of the talking points from this one. Um, I'm sure everyone by now saw what uh, Roma president uh, Jim Palotta had to say about the match. I tried to contact him afterwards, and he just said, watch my Twitter feed. And yeah, he wasn't happy. Um, the only good thing that came from this match, the only positive was Diawara, who was forced off in the first half after a brutal, um, I, I thought without question, it was going to be a torn ACL. Thankfully, luckily, I was in contact the entire time with somebody in his entourage and he was giving me up to the minute updates. And while the match is still going on, in fact, uh, just about two minutes uh, into injury time, I got word that it was not a torn ACL. It was a torn meniscus. Now, still not great, but the recovery time is significantly less. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor. I've torn my ACL twice. I've torn my meniscus twice as well. Uh, the recovery time for each of them is significantly different. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're just a regular person who who doesn't have anything to do with football or sport whatsoever, it doesn't matter. Thankfully, it wasn't an ACL. So that is the only positive 
that I find from this was that, yes, Diwara, he will miss a few weeks. He will be unavailable for some time. But thankfully, thankfully, it is not going to be a torn ACL because I started thinking in my head. The wheels started turning the moment he went down. I go, oh, my God. Now they have Veritu. They have Cristante for more or less two roles in the midfield, those those deeper um, uh, deeper roles in Fonseca's 4-2-3-1. The first thing I thought of was, oh my God, Roma may sign the the legend who they sold a few a few years ago to Milan for 20 million euros, which which in the end looked out looked like a bank robbery almost. Uh, Andrea Betaracci, who is currently not signed with any team, there were there were talks that he could sign with Sampdoria over the last few days, but he's still a free agent after being released or after his contract with Genoa expiring, he wasn't resigned by the club. So I, I couldn't help but think, oh, my God, it's going to come for full circle. Uh, Bertolacci is going to return to Roma. But um, joking aside, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if uh, Petraki is going to uh, is going to, to look for potentially a, a free agent. I don't know if that's the case. I, that was the first thought that came to my head was, oh, my God, maybe uh, Bertolacci ultimately returns to Roma after uh, – going to Milan for a pretty sizable fee uh, when he was repurchased by Roma um, from Genoa. But that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, There's really not more I can add beyond what I've already said and what Andy very diligently added during that 20-minute rant. So sorry if uh, the the layout of this episode was a bit uh, different for you and you didn't like it, but... uh, this is what we're working with just for today. Andy, uh, he was very adamant about getting this out, so I, I couldn't deny him that because, um, yeah, he was he was very anxious to get something recorded and published because he was he was not happy. He was not happy at all. So um, that's where we will leave it. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you could continue to subscribe, like, and especially leave reviews for all of our content, that really, 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 really helps us. So. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. We will be back. Um, it's an international break, so I don't know if we'll be back later in the week or early next week. That's still to be determined, but certainly I will send out a tweet and let everybody know. So until next time, everyone, take care. Ciao.